Welcome to the 34 Welcome to Make Matriarchy Great Again. matriarchal civilizations destroyed. The women of old Europe go on the run. The stage will be set for the Amazon uprising. Wow. I was so, we were both so fascinated with what we were seeing um, in things like the continuities and uh, the, the migration or the movement, the diffusion of the the kinds of artwork and pottery and, and motifs that were part of old Europe. Uh, but other, other scholars have seen it in the, uh, the script and how the script signs went from old Europe. For instance, we talked about the Karanovo culture in, in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. in north of the Danube river. The, it's the, one of the longest lasting old European cultures and, it, they actually used the Karanovo site um, with all of its different uh, stratifications. They used that site to talk about the chronology of the whole period. And, um, you know, Karanovo, if you look on a map, we left a map up, by the way. Tell our listeners about that. Absolutely. Uh, when this a- episode drops, we're going to put a couple of maps on um, the 34 Circe Facebook page. And I think, Sean, if you have, uh, if you want to tweet them out on our Instagram as well, or send them out on our Instagram and our Twitter, um, we'll have those maps up so that you can refer to them uh, while you're listening to the podcast, because it really does help in terms of imagining the movements yeah. of these fleeing peoples. It really does help to look at a map while you're listening. And then- We'll have them in a few different places so everybody can see them. And, and hopefully at some point, we're going to have more visual aids for all the listeners. So, <laughs> But yes, in the short term, we'll have these maps up. So we'll put them out when we put out this episode. Well, I think that'll really help. I've had to study maps very thoroughly in the last uh, 20 years or so as I've worked on the double goddess material and, uh, the you know, these huge geographic expanses that we're talking about. Yeah. So we're talking about, uh, you have to look at a map. Yes. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and so some of these, you know, we know, for example, we've talked about the the Kukuteni culture in Ukraine, for example. So uh, people uh, can think about those people north of the Black Sea going all the way to the Tarim Basin, which is basically Western Tibet. And they did that. uh, We won't talk about that much today. We'll talk about it next time because it's part of the second millennium. And I want to try to stick to the third millennium today. But that's just an example of... uh, of the kind of migrations we're talking about. Um, they found rock art out there in the Tarim Basin that basically belongs to the Kukuteni Karanovo culture. Wow. This is, this is an amazing, yeah, we're going to do that on uh, the next episode of this because that, when I first encountered your work, Vicki, that's what blew my mind. That's what I thought was really interesting. And I had seen the same migrations 
I was looking at a different pattern, mostly in the West. And to see them link up, yeah, you know, to see that it spreads that far east, how these women are just really, in a sense, really fling the whole. They're off. running for their lives. Yeah, and yeah, they're running absolutely. with their precious objects, you know, yeah. with the heirlooms that were part of what I think uh, is part of the religion, part of the priestess, right? Troves, and they, and so there are there there's gold. Uh, stuff, you know, buried with so many uh, people in in Varna, for example. And then later we have what they call hordes. We have, or troves, or what else do they call them? Caches, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, what happens is people uh, were were fleeing and buried their stuff to, to keep it uh, from being stolen to keep it from being found, you know, by the enemies and so on. And mm-hmm. also just to keep it. I mean, they kept it. it the uh, One of the places I want to talk about, and it's connected actually to, to the migrations that went as far as Tibet, those migrations also went from, from the Ukraine, let's say, from those mega cities. Let's imagine that in the fourth millennium, people started moving because they were so threatened. And they went to Troy on the west coast of Turkey. They right. went to Crete, you know. They went to uh, Milos, one of the Cycladic islands south of the, um, the south of Lemnos and Lesbos, which we've also talked about a little bit, and maybe we'll talk about a little bit more today. So, mm-hmm. Vicki, can I jump in just very quickly for clarity for everyone? So you have, let's just tell them when you say the fourth millennium, just what time frame that is clear, you know, we get it, but we look at these time frames all the time. So we can explain that to them. And also you've started to name a few locations, just kind of let them know where Lemnos is and that kind of thing. Well, Lemnos is an island right off the coast of uh, Turkey at Troy. So there's a just a, a long time connection uh, between those two places. Um, I'll, I'll get into Troy a little bit more, but uh, for the moment, let me just say that the fourth millennium was from 4,000 to 3,000. And now we're talking about the period from 3,000 to 2,000. And it's, it's quite distinct for the urbanization that happened um, in uh, Mesopotamia and Egypt, uh, the first cities, often they talk about it as the beginning of civilization, which obviously it's not because we just saw that the first great civilization lasted several thousand years in old Europe mm-hmm. and was then destroyed. And when it was destroyed, uh, coincidentally, um, the urban scene Uh, really arose. And what those early cities show us is not the beginning of civilization, but the rise of the state. Right. And so that's very important to to understand, because with the rise of the state, you have the establishment of patriarchy. We had patriarchy through these uh, individual males and tribes of males that came in and wrecked things. But now we've got a much more organized urban uh, structure of... Well, Vicki, that is an amazing, I think for the current climate we're in, and I don't, I certainly don't want us to veer off, we're talking Amazons today, but I think it's a really interesting thing you just said, which is (laughs) it's not the rise of civilization, it's the rise of the state. And I think just if we can just put a pin in that for the listener, and we'll come back to that, and probably we've got lots of discussions planned. Um, 
we certainly want to talk about women in politics, but that's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah, and I think that's the the big missing piece. You know, that's why uh, archaeologists and historians and uh, just go on and on, not believing in the work of Maria Gimbutas or in the work of the goddess movement, you know, because they just, uh, they don't want to talk about matriarchy uh, as a, a thing that was real. They don't want to talk about the transition. And now they have to because of the DNA material that shows so conclusively this uh, third millennium wave that destroyed and and wiped out the, all the men in, in Europe, all the farmers, and then took all the women, bred with all the women. I mean, it's really conclusive. So yeah. now we can have the conversation about patriarchy. Right. And right. so that, you know, that's the, and, and we can talk about the, these cultures where they had slaves and they had uh, so much, uh, just so much violence and, and, so much class stratification and it's very painful you know you can see it immediately and we're still living inside of it yeah that's it's interesting you know Vigia. again we'll stay on our amazon focus but you bring up so many interesting points but we love talking to you and one thing i've never asked but let's maybe investigate it at some point later is you say they have slaves now do we have any example do we have any indication that the old europe matriarchy had enslavement or slavery as part of its civilization? No, not not anything. No, it's amazing. Total it's amazing. Uh, cooperation. You know, these are societies of cooperation, and yeah. and and that's I think you know I think that's probably what these women who run countries nowadays have going for them. They probably have you know like councils of cooperative uh, people who are helping them govern. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's we'll get we'll get back. To, we'll get to that at another point. So with respect to the Amazons, where are we now? Well, we're um, talking about this, this era. We're basically we're... let's let's be in Turkey. Let's be in Anatolia. Um, but it's also uh, there. There's you know, they're totally connected uh, with the islands in the Aegean Sea and in the Mediterranean um, right next door to Turkey. And this is where the, the Amazon story really opens. These are the warriors and priestesses that I wrote about in my Double Goddess book. It, the first one that got my attention actually came, it was a Double Goddess figurine from 3000 BCE, and it came from northern Syria, which is very near to uh, Anatolia, just to the west. So... Um, these two crowned women share a body in this figurine. I put it in my book, and I, uh, it was the, the first one that I thought, okay, these are queens. They have, they're wearing crowns, and they're ruling in dual queenship, which is what the Amazon folklore tells us, that Amazons ruled in dual queenship. They had a domestic queen and a military queen. And what I like to point out is that there were double goddess images and figures long before there were Amazons. The double goddess figures begin in Jordan in the, I think the eighth millennium or the seventh millennium. And they're found in most of the agricultural uh, uh, 
cultures or civilizations um, after that, and all, and they're very strong in the third millennium in Turkey and Cyprus and in that area. Um, so this was not a new concept, but it was adapted to new circumstances. Thank you. Perfect. Because they didn't fight before, and right. then they've gone to war. You know, I mean, it's an amazing thing that happened. I call it an eruption beginning in the third millennium. Uh, it's a, a, other scholars have called it a women's resistance movement. Right. To, yeah. Amazing, amazing term. Can you, can you say more about, so who goes to war, Vicki? Who goes to war at this point? Well, uh, what I, culture, what civilization? I, what do you I, mean? I, that's probably, uh, that was probably not the right way to say it. I, well, well, you know, I, we, I know what you mean. Women who, took up arms. Yeah. Who resists? Who, who were these women? Are we talking about uh, which culture, okay, where we well, just that kind of thing. Okay, imagine, you have to use your imagination, but it's it's not hard if you look at a map. The uh, the cultures, the mega cities we were talking about in the Ukraine that were destroyed, people uh, became refugees, obviously, from those from that place, from that area of the Kukuteni Tripolia cultures, and they went in both directions. And so they went to Troy. It's it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. You know, they went uh, south to Troy. You can see it on a map. It's hardly uh, any distance at all. And in Troy, uh, there are all these things that correspond to the earlier artwork and, and uh, motifs and the gold jewelry and all those kind of things. Troy is first settled in 3000 BCE. And... Uh, you know, the legend is that an Amazon named uh, Queen Marina was their founder. And that's probably true. You know, like imagine one of these crowned women from Syria have <laughs> gone all the way to Troy. Um, and Lemnos is the important island that's just right off of the coast where Troy is. And and Troy is right at the place, they call it the Dardanelles. It's, it's the place that opens, a waterway opens all the way to the Black Sea. Yes. And, and so they that's, that's where Troy is. But that whole area, there's a whole geographic area called the Troad or the Troas, which was uh, the, the Trojan people. Um, if you could imagine them as kind of a, a tribal or, a, you know, a, a unified uh, regional people. Um, so, so Lemnos is very interesting because it, it has, uh, well, I'll read, I'll read you a little something that I found on a Greek tourism site. The, the place that I'm uh, interested in is called Polyacne. It's the place on Lemnos that goes back the farthest. I believe it was settled in uh, 4000 BCE, but, but I'm not absolutely sure of that early of a date. But they, um, they describe it as the earliest urban center in Europe. So that's interesting. But what's really interesting is that they talk about matriarchy on this website. Oh, wow. The website is called Greca. It's a tourism site. And they're, I'm not sure all their information is correct, you know, in terms of the technical things like dating and so on. But uh, they, they tell us the myth. According to mythological accounts, Lemnos was said to have been inhabited and reigned over by Amazon-like female warriors 
Legend tells us that when Jason and his Argonauts made a stopover at Lemnos on their way to Colchis in pursuit of the Golden Fleece, they received a warm welcome from the ladies and their queen, Hypsipyle. <laughs> this myth is regarded as pointing to the matriarchal character of society then prevalent on the island. Isn't that nice? That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so they had uh, they had all the things that we find later in Crete and so on. They they had wells and drainage. They had large, spacious houses. They built their houses attached to each other. And they say on this site that shows a lack of social differences, a common characteristic of the matriarchic society. So they've done their there homework. Yeah. And, and the thing about Polyocne that's so interesting is that it, it was surrounded by a five meter high. So five meters is 15 feet. Yeah, about. One wall that had slots for the archers who were probably Amazon females. Right. Rock engraving portraying a female archer wearing a headdress of animal skin and holding a bow can still be seen there. Wow. Where is this, Vicki? I want to note this for my own. This is the uh, the, uh, the oldest and probably most important uh, place on the island of Lemnos. This is really ancient history. It's, uh, it's before, you know, Jason and the Argonauts, if we could date that, uh, I would say it's probably toward the end of the Bronze Age, like 1400 or 1200 BCE. So before the Trojan War in this well, case. Well, it's probably about the same time. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Jason, you know, went to Colchis and uh, basically abducted Medea. That's the thing about this time period. You read the history and you think these women are all falling in love with these heroes. But no, actually, abduction was a terrible problem for women in this time period. In the third millennium, it got pretty bad. And in the second millennium, it, it was right over the top. And that's when Jason went and got Medea and brought her back to Greece. So we have all these stories about abductions. And oddly enough, we have this whole little bit of history with yeah. Yamnaya. It's what a strange coincidence. Yeah, when isn't I read that, Yamnaya, isn't that amazing that the myths <laughs> echo history? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robert Graves was right. <laughs> Could there be a connection? What do you think? My, my. So what's the, what's the location of Lemnos, the name of the place again? Like for, just oh, for my Polyacne. Polyacne. Okay. And, that's, and there is a, you said there is a representation of a female archer there. Yeah, which I didn't know until I read this website. Uh, that makes me want to go immediately. Right? Well, <laughs> we'll have to add that to our Themyscira journey. Now, uh, absolutely. So, yes, absolutely. I think it should be one of our sites. Um, I'm interested in it, you know, for for this segment because it's the it's so early and it shows that um, the the uh, uh, the the cultures the culture of Troy, which Troy interests people because. Schliemann went there and did his excavations and found just a ton of beautiful gold jewelry. He found it in what's called the burnt layer because that second Troy II uh, started in about 2500 
BCE, right in the middle of the third millennium, and ended uh, around the beginning of the second millennium. And it ended in a terrible conflagration. It was burnt to the ground, which happened in Troy a few times. But uh, in that particular time, that's that's the the finds from that period uh, are the ones that Schliemann is so famous for having right. found. And yeah. the interesting thing about him is he had this young wife. He married a 17-year-old, and he took her with him, obviously. And they, they dug together, and they investigated and brainstormed together about all this. She's a very interesting person and was apparently very helpful to him um, in his writings. He has talked about that. And she was local, correct? Uh, I didn't get that. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I thought somewhere in my reading, I read I, that she, that she was local, so she would have known the culture of the area. That could be. Yeah, that could be. That's brilliant. Oh. So, the, what the scholars are saying uh, about um, Polyacne is that, uh, well, they're saying it about several places. Actually, it, they're saying it's not just Troy that's so impressive. Um, and had such an impact. Uh, but there are equally important early Bronze Age sites, meaning it's starting about 3,000, at points further south on the coast. So Limantep and Panastep, I had never heard of them before. And then uh, Polyacne on Lemnos. Sorry, could you spell those places, uh, Vicky, just for... Okay, Limantep. For me and for others. Okay, L-I-M-A-N-T-E-P-E. Panastep, P-A-N-A-Z-T-E-P-E. And then, uh, of course, Lemnos, Polyacne on Lemnos. Uh, Lesbos is the other fairly large island that's just off the coast of Turkey, not too far south from Troy. And uh, it's Thermi, Termi on Lesbos that is the important uh, excavation site. And What's that at site? T-E-R-M-E, T-H- like the river? T-H-E-R-M-I, like hot springs. Oh, um, okay. And then a place called Emporio on the island of Chias, or possibly it's pronounced Chias. I don't know. Chios, yeah. I, I've heard it Chios, but uh-huh. I'm sure either way. And, uh, Emporio. And they're saying that they've only just recently begun uh, uh, digging in those places on, on any significant scale. And What's significant for us about these places? Well, I don't know yet, but they'll, oh. they'll be telling us. They're they'll just, be telling us, yeah. They're just saying that uh, Troy isn't the only place that actually this was a whole this was a whole regional um you know, confederation, or I don't know how to think about it, uh, because it's not any one place, but the culture on all these islands and on the West Coast is very similar. And when I went to Turkey with Lydia Rule in uh, the early 2000s, we went along the West Coast of Troy, and there were, uh, I mean, of uh, Turkey, and uh, there were many places that apparently were dedicated to Amazons. There are Amazon burials, there are Amazon museums, there are, you know, there are all kinds of Amazon stories. Uh, The tomb of Queen Marina is supposedly very near to Troy, to the city of Troy. So much more about the Amazon rise up next in part three.
This is the 34 Circe Salon. Thank you for listening.